0: This is Hacking the Afterlife podcast with Jennifer Schaefer. Jennifer, how are you, my dear? I am fabulous, Richard. How are you? I just love the fact that you're all lit and you have this like really interesting backdrop and your house and stuff like that and beautiful lilies behind you. And I have a photograph of the creek uh, (laughs) near my house back in Northbrook back in the day.
1: I love that. I kind love of
0: springy, them. springy or folly. I guess well, folly. Yeah, I
1: guess point. I'm, I think part of me is still holding on to summer, clearly with the way I dress.
0: Well, um, we do live in California, so that's allowed.
1: I know. Right? And, yeah. and it's beautiful here right now. But I was just up in one country.
0: Oh, you were? How was that? Where did you go?
1: Um, Los, uh, Los Olivos. Los Olivos. Los Olivos. And we stayed at Dimitro Winery, which was amazing. And I had two nights of wine and spirits, which was also amazing.
0: Oh, my gosh. How cool was that?
1: It was super. It was super cool because this is what, you know, I love. We'll be doing this later on once people start venturing out more. So yeah. it's a lot of research, but it's such a great town. And it's not as far as San Francisco or, you know, and it's just it was fun. It was a lot of fun.
0: So for those tuning in to our Hacking the Afterlife podcast for the first or last time, Jennifer's referring to, uh, she does these Wine and Spirits events where people all come together. What, what's the average number?
1: Um, the average number is, any, I mean, right now it's anywhere between 10 to 20 outdoors.
0: And so people come and, and, and you know, maybe they just want to listen. Maybe they just want to hear what's going on. And maybe they've got somebody they really want to talk to.
1: Yeah. Um, I and I get a of all of it.
0: Well, I've been to a couple and I think I filmed one of you, one of them for you just for fun. You did. I, and they're mind-bending. And as well as uh everyone in the room gets to experience something about you know why they're on the planet. It's a wonderful uh touchstone. So, you know, it's also like I know people ask me you know, how do I book a session with Jennifer? And I say, well, go to jennifershafer.com
1: Jennifer and such, and um,
0: and I also let them know that you're, you do a lot of law enforcement stuff. So she might be booked. So this is a way for somebody who wants to, is afraid of doing a full-time, you know, session with you to get their toe yeah. in the water.
1: And I, there's, there's going to be a couple of events, even this month, this next month, I have to move a couple of them because I'm going to Portugal And then to London. Really? Mm
0: -hmm. Front four? Are you doing a gig Um, or what?
1: Yes, a couple of them. So I'm going to a yoga retreat in Portugal. Really? Where I'm going to be reading people as well. And then I'm going to London to do a couple of wine and spirits for a friend of mine that's a doctor. That's so cool. And then I come home. Yeah. Wow.
0: Well, I hope you're there, uh, like a pioneer, figuring out how we can do this, right? How uh, I can tag along. That's what I'm going oh. to
1: be doing. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Because uh, I think it's fun for people to have destinations. You know, I like going with an intention of. You know, I don't even do yoga that well. I did it with my daughter this morning, but it's something that we could do together that I love. As you see, there's my Peloton.
0: Over your shoulder? Yeah, that's right.
1: Um. But it's uh, like, it's so good. It feels so good. Well, to I think, listen, I get
0: emails from all over the world. And I know that uh, England, they have a very a strong tradition of talking to spirit. They have colleges, the whole idea of
1: Finley College, Finley College. Yes. Finley
0: College. And, and we, I talked to some people a while ago about us going over there and doing some kind of an event, but people always wonder like, why would I be on the, in the event? I mean, literally, because they want to talk to spirit.
1: Which well, I'm just saying, so, you know, I know, but you know how I work better than anybody else. You also have, you're like the medium for the mediums and you are a medium, but you want to. <laughs> well,
0: there, there you go. Well, that's an apt description. Listen, I you know, people have uh, reached out to me. Let's just let's call that reaching out where, you know, they have there. It's problematic for them to hear us casually chat with people on the other side, because, of course, they spent their whole lives denying that, that that's possible. And I, I have to uh, remind them that I've been doing 10 years of research of filming people under hypnosis saying the exact same things that our friends on the flip side say, as well as comparing what they say with thousands of clinical case studies from Dr. Helen Wamba, Dr. Brian Weiss, Michael Newton of the Newton Institute. There are just three of many people that you can point to saying the exact same, uh-oh, there was a thought that Luana wants to shut me up. <laughs> Thank like, you, <laughs> Lou.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: very good. Please, okay. Lou.
1: When she shows herself, I have to listen. I Absolutely.
0: Absolute. And for those tuning in, Luana's my friend who passed away in 96, who helps us facilitate these discussions.
1: Okay. She's showing me who's somebody who's alive. who We both know. I'm not going to mention. And then... Yeah. She says it's fascinating how you bring people back to back to their council, back to past lives, and you do it in a way. She goes, "That's what you will be doing."
0: Okay, what Luana's talking about is that after filming fifty people under hypnosis accessing the, their councils and and the afterlife hallmark, all the same hallmarks, I realized by accident that I could help people do the same without any hypnosis. I would like having coffee. I would just say. Well, what was that dream that you had? Let's exi- you want to examine it? And then the next thing. I- so this happened the other night in Boulder. This filmmaker is a friend of mine. I won't say his name. But uh, he, uh, his father-in-law had passed away recently. And so I just said, do you want to see if we can talk to him? And he was looking at me like, what are you talking about? And I just said, well, let's just play this game. And I call it a game because I'm leading them into the game. And then I'm asking them right. to ask. But eventually, he's hearing, seeing new information from somebody not on the planet. That's the essence of what it is I'm trying to help people do. I can't see him. I don't know what he's doing. But I do know the hallmarks. That's what Luan is referring to. Talking right. to councils, which is, if, the, if you pick up the book, Architecture of the Afterlife, there's 50 examples in there. So, but, Lou, that can't be the only thing you want to talk about. What's on your plate, my dear?
1: She's just saying she doesn't want you to disregard the capacity that you have to help build people as well, including, and then she showed me my, including myself. So I'm going to say that on air. I'm not going to, you know me, I don't have it in me to think of these things.
0: Yeah, no, you didn't plan <laughs> on advance. I think I'll have your old friend Luana say this compliment to you. No, there's I get it. I get it.
1: Like that, But she says that that's the way that you do it is brilliant. You do it fast and it's something that people should should, the more people that watch it, the more it ele- she showed me, the more it elevates groups in their awareness. I
0: found that to be oddly the case. For an example, right. when I was talking to this guy the other night, I went, he had a council of six chairs. He had never seen a council before, didn't know what I was talking about, but he mm-hmm. saw six chairs. Three were occupied, three were empty. So I went around to the three people that were there and each one I said, are you familiar with my work? The first person said, oh, yeah, Rich, we, you know, said to him, yes. We are familiar, or I'm familiar with your work, and I know what you're doing, and we think it's a good idea. Let's just say that. The next two never heard of me. On the same council, it's not like they're sitting around the water cooler going, who's this martini guy? I mean, they didn't hear of me. And it's not like I'm trying to get them to say, good job, buddy. I'm trying to point out that even in the same council, you have differing opinions. And if a person was making that up, why would they have like one out of three
1: be aware yeah, of it. Exactly. And that's, that's, um, that also shows that you're not forcing it either.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to even fathom right. for people.
1: When my son came, like when he was seven years old, and I think I might've mentioned this before, he mentioned how, you know, some of his past lives and it was fascinating and I documented it, but like he always, um, he said, he goes, yeah, I used to climb. I used to help people climb Mount Everest. Wow. And he said, he goes, I'm like, should you make it to the top? And he goes, I was showing off mom. He goes, I died. I didn't make it to the top. He goes I, I, fell, and I, he goes, I fell and I died. But he goes, I didn't die from the fall. I died from freezing to death. I'm like, whoop, wow. whoop. I'm like, wait a second. And this <laughs> kid is fearless with skiing, with everything. Like mountaintops, he used to climb. Since the moment he could walk, he would climb anything. It drove me crazy. But he said this like when he was seven years old. But so if, if it was something that... He was making up. He would have said, oh, yeah, I conquered it. And I was the best. He said that basically he was a Sherpa. Yeah. But it was somebody that helped these wealthy people and that he fell.
0: Wow. He, I've never heard this story. I've never yeah. heard. I've met your son a few times.
1: And then, and then the other time was, you know, he was describing this mother. He goes, because I used to have to walk him upstairs every single night. and I was just mad one night, which is awful. I'm like, Jack, can't you just go up to bed? And he goes, mom. You don't understand. He goes, last time I didn't do that. He goes, she died. My mom was blind and I would have to walk her upstairs every single night. And the one time he didn't do it, she got, there was a fire that happened. And I said, well, was I your mom? And he literally looked at me and goes, oh no, mom. <laughs> no, you were never my mom. You were, the, you were my mom's friend in some other time that drank beer. Wow, I have, I have wow. such a thing. Like I don't even like. It's not even an issue. But he would go ballistic when I had a beer. I could have champagne. I could have diet. I could have whatever I wanted. He didn't care. But when I drank beer, ever from the time he was like four, he just went ballistic. Well, cry. let's let's ask
0: Luana about this, and uh, not specifically about Jack, because of right. course that is his own thing. But let's ask Luana about that because it is a question that people have. We people talk about epigenetics where you carry along fear from lifetime to lifetime in your cells. You're talking almost about a phobia, carrying some memory of a previous life.
1: How does that work, Lou? Do you want to talk to us about that a little bit? Yep. I think that's why she put it into her head, or my head anyway. She's like, which isn't that very isn't that easy to get into nowadays. <laughs> Probably address that later. Um, She says, we're born with a lot of things that we can't understand. And then she showed me, she goes, I was always looking for a home. You know. Um, do you know that I, as a fact, Jennifer,
0: about Luana?
1: No, I okay, don't. I, I, don't I, I do.
0: I do. I'm, she, I'm sorry to interject.
1: But she said that um she said I had to find where my home was. I had to find where my home was. And she's showing me her heart and her gut, like a knowing. She said, that's what took me. One of the main reasons she believes was your relationship and friendship that's carried over, that's extended. And she said, that's what everyone should have. But she also says that um, her place was to find love, which is home. Love is interchangeable with home. So that being said, um, people come here with like idiosyncrasies or whatever. I can't, sorry.
0: Idiosyncrasies, yeah.
1: I don't even know what that means actually. Um, That get triggered as we get older. And sometimes it has to do with the age. Sometimes it has to do with the atmosphere. Or the people that remind us of why, you know, when you get that bad feeling when you're talking to somebody or you get that, oh my gosh, I love this person or this pet even, and you have no idea why you would love them. They might even be a piece of, she said a piece of shit. She goes, but you still love them. (laughs) She said, she goes, she goes, that's from something that is either like at the, um, that's say it one more time. That has to do with either the calculate, she's talking about the frequencies, the calculations of a time, a place, an event, and it gets triggered into your electric magnetic film. And like it activates your DNA. Almost
0: like we've talked about this in terms of deja vu, like a blueprint.
1: Right, so she showed me actually, my first trip in a plane. I was eight years old. I was going to go see my parents, my grandparents. And she said, I was obsessed with it. That doesn't really, like kids don't get obsessed with plane, plane rides. They just don't, I don't think. But I was obsessed with it. And then it scared me. But she said that was something that, you know, was built into my head since the time I was born that gets triggered. Like I had to be in the air, but yet I did. Like there was, she said it was quadruple fold for me. I had to be in the air i had to be flying i had to be um you know the one thing that was either got miscalcul- miscalculated was the fact that i don't ha- i was too afraid to be a pilot but it was always i had to be with pilots like it was just a weird idiosyncratic you know, thing right they i can't explain that it has no justification for you know anything in this lifetime so, Louis- everything that i did
0: well, so that's a great example. Thank you. And it's a, like, I think I saw something the other day online, an Arab kid in the pilot within the, you know, the cockpit talking to the pilot about all the levers and how they work. You know, and he was like seven. And the pilot was like, how do you know this stuff? But Luana, so let's just talk about the repository of that information, the blueprints of who you are. Is it, is it carried in an carried energetic field?
1: lifetime after lifetime after lifetime until it's resolved.
0: Is, are these things that we can find in the akashic library for lack of a better term
1: Yes everything is just night <laughs> she's showed me all the frequencies just being packed nicely in each like in a box like in a box yeah in.
0: yeah
1: she goes, so she said she goes but you know metaphorically speaking and what did you carry over into your she- lifetime? Lou, she just showed me a black box like the plane ride, taking all all oh, the information wow. in. You know, she everything
0: said, is in there. Oh, that's she said, brilliant.
1: She said that is what's ca- that is what is calculated. Oh, you know, it's a good place that show.
0: Oh yeah, sure.
1: Okay, one of the last seasons where every single every single thing they said was documented. Or whatever it's just yeah, funny.
0: like recorded right. well yeah and that's a question about akashic records i mean people get hung up on the term it just means invisible uh in sanskrit but the idea that we can all access our library let's just call it that and what luana is saying is that there's a black box which is all of your lifetimes and all the information in that black box without calling it i mean it's a great term because it is how you navigate she says but, it's
1: colorless. So whether you say it a white box, don't get offended by it. She says Yeah,
0: clear box. But black box, you know, is a term we all know. So Lou, just right. show Jennifer some of the things that you carried into your lifetime from previous lifetimes.
1: Starvation <laughs> for what? Starvation for more. And she's showing me like passion. She's showing me, you know, that's
0: war, did you say? W-A-R?
1: No more so starvation for more like for more okay showing me not hunger she always had food but she's showing me like she had to go see the world she had to go experience you know she was basically a nomad she says but yet she was constantly looking for a home
0: Do you want to show jennifer when that was or where that was on the planet
1: She's showing me here, like she's showing me like by an ocean. In the United States somewhere? And how many centuries ago? Huh. She showed me like panning for gold, like during the gold rush.
0: Okay. And, and so were you, a, were you a male or female? I
1: was a female.
0: And were you panning for gold?
1: No, I was Pardon? feeding the people that, that were working on the railroad. Okay,
0: and was it in the state of California or some other state? Literally, she's showing
1: me Kansas.
0: Okay, let's not judge it. That's fine, that, that's allowed. Of course, Kansas was the West at one point you know, it, when, back when the East was stopped at the Mississippi. And so interesting. was that a difficult
1: lifetime?
0: Was that a fun lifetime? Very, very difficult.
1: Very was difficult.
0: I, was I in it? I mean, I don't want to interject myself, but was I in that lifetime?
1: I felt like you were an Indian at that time.
0: Okay. A native <inaudible> American. Okay. Was it that Lakota lifetime that I've, I've referenced? Yes. Did we cross paths?
1: Yeah. Yes. She learned either medicine from you, like herbal medicine. Wow,
0: okay. And where was it in a city setting or out in the countryside?
1: Countryside next to a river.
0: Next to a river, wow. Uh, was that, I'm I just gonna ask, yes, no, Missouri? Kansas? Yes. Okay. Kansas or Missouri? Doesn't matter. Big river.
1: Yeah, I thought Kansas City was Kansas City, Missouri, which is funny, but hold on.
0: Well, that would be Mississippi. If it was Kansas City, Missouri, that would be the Mississippi, the mighty miss. Well, hold on. I'm you know, I hate to do geographic things at Lou. <laughs> Where was it?
1: Yeah, Mississippi then.
0: Okay. And for those who are, are fans of the book Phillipside, I'm not going to go into it, but reread the chapter where I remember being a Native American, and you'll understand why this is a very powerful thing to hear for me, that we knew each other somewhere along
1: that timeline. Absolutely. You always helped her. Like you guys have always helped each other.
0: Fascinating.
1: And how did your life part, end? Part of your grief was that you couldn't save her this lifetime.
0: <laughs> well... Thanks for reminding me.
1: (laughs) Don't worry. We changed, we took turns. Okay.
0: Okay. Um, But back in this lifetime, how did your lifetime end back then? If you want to show it to Jennifer or if it's.
1: She was killed, brutally killed.
0: Okay. I'm sorry to ask. It was just a question popped into my head. So Lou, uh, this idea of accessing this memory. All right. So the reason the question we're asking is not about the details. It's about the holding on to the frequency that carried over into her lifetime.
1: This, this every lifetime, she says she always found a, a form of medicine that was alternative. So meditation was her form of medicine. This this time
0: actually even more so her her family members were big uh, medicine people homeopathic and she knew all the homeopathy she was quite into that I still use some of the things that she taught me she said too bad they didn't
1: keep using it
0: but but so but yes and so in this lifetime as well but I wanted to say you, you, know mentioned, you,
1: never, you never told me that right no I've never, never told you that.
0: And, but I just want to say that when she was a young girl, her father left the family and the mother had to put her into foster care because she had no money. And so she grew up abused under foster care for many, many years. And and that idea of looking for home was always part of her journey.
1: I vaguely remember that. I didn't know.
0: Until I met her, let's just say. And by then she was a successful actor and had a home and had her life and stuff like that. But I just, you know.
1: Um, hold on. Her One regret is not having a kid, but there was no possible way she could have.
0: Well, I was her kid. <laughs> no, uh, Fair yes, enough. that's a joke. Um, well at the time you know so whatever and that was our plan was that i would have a family and she she would live with us
1: yeah so she's showing so she's showing a um the correlations and the frequencies that you know she says please don't feel bad rich she goes it's just we we inevitably tried to save each other through many lifetimes and she goes the gift that we were given this lifetime is that we get to do it from here and from there
0: yeah. And what a great gift you've given me by showing up in my life again after you crossed over and really literally dragging me by the throat into this world. And But as a skeptic and me trying to prove how wrong you must be, but you continually proving how right you are. And for you to bring Jennifer and I together, and for you to be right. part, be the Jennifer on the flip side, helping people—it's an uncanny thing for somebody who passed away in 1996, and here we are having a conversation as if you're literally over my shoulder. But she is. Knocking, Which she is. So knocking upside the head. <laughs> and and again, the, for people who are tuning into this podcast, I can't say it enough. This is true for everyone. It's not just true for me and Jennifer. And our conversation with Luana is not unique to us. Everybody has a Luana in their life. Everybody has somebody that they can connect to on the other side. And they should try. Because the worst that can happen is you might learn something.
1: Yes, and you can't judge it when you do. Very good. And she says, stay in the question. It was your job to be a skeptic because if you were all into this, people wouldn't listen. You know, it was good that you came from a skeptical background and, and remain, she goes, but you remain in the question that made it to where you had to know.
0: Exactly. And I've always tried to allow, am I making this up or is this actually data? And, and eventually you get to a point where you go, I'm not smart enough to make this part up.
1: Billy just came through again and he showed me the Joseph, like the Mormon thing. And he says, you and I had that. Oh,
0: that's a great point. That's a great point. Just well, get- and, and Bill Paxson.
1: Yeah, really.
0: And so I, the, re- the reason we mention that, of course, because Bill Paxson did the show, Big Love. He knew Luana. was friends with Luana. We were all friends together.
1: And I could have, um, I could have written the show.
0: And and you know, uh, so that's and it's a fascinating way to for him to join this conversation, which is to say, look, when I talk about the fact that you and I have a conversation with Bill Paxson, people still go. I don't understand why you have to talk to celebrities. So, Bill, if you could clear that
1: part of it up, please. Celebrities are just easier because they pop. It's easy to verify them. Not me, but he says it's easier for me to work with them because they pop into my head and I know I don't discount it.
0: Right. You know what they look like.
1: Right. I know what they look like. And believe me, I have a packed day today where I'm going to be with clients where I have no idea who their loved ones are that are going to come through, but I trust it. And for those of you that do book appointments with me, I always tell them for the sake of time, give me a name. And if you want to talk to somebody on the other side, give me the names and your association to them. I'm like, if you want me to just see who comes through, I do that as well. But if you want to really get the most out of it, it's giving them permission, which we've discussed. You're giving them permission to come through, so it just—it's so quick and it comes off so easy.
0: And for the skeptics out there, including myself, it's always a first name. I don't think I've ever given you two names. I no, often, I, that's
1: a—that's a deterrent. I never want the—I never yeah, want.
0: It's a first name because I know what I'm talking. I know who I'm thinking about, and then boom, they're there, and she—and
1: like your mom, it. your mom just came through. Um, hold on, Anthe, Anthe. She says you've been practicing your piano, or somebody's been practicing their piano.
0: (laughs) Very good, Anthony. Yes, I was playing (laughs) yesterday, trying to learn a new uh, style of boogie woogie.
1: Okay, so she's saying you're doing it. Hold on, I don't know, but she's telling me (laughs) that you're doing it too up high. It should be down low.
0: (laughs) I'm laughing because this was our conversation when and I used to play as a kid. She'd come in and go, "All right." because she was a classical pianist her, her whole right, life. She's played right. all over the world.
1: So she's and, so excited that you're playing the piano, which I did not know. But she
0: would always say, now, put your right. hand, put your hand like this, higher, put your fingers higher. And I would say, stop bothering me. And
1: then she's <laughs> saying, she's gonna bother you for, for even from the flip side and try to- I think like that's that. great, she's right. Number, she mentioned the number four and then a C clef. I don't know, I don't know. Oh,
0: and a C clef, okay. C sharp, uh, okay. Or C minor, or whatever, C clef, C sharp. One. Oh, a C clef would be the, the score in 4-4 four, four time. What is it about, Anthony, what do you want to talk about in terms of music? Go ahead. You've just put a score sheet in front of Jennifer's eye.
1: She wants to talk about having, you can still have a higher vibration with a lower note.
0: Oh, Brilliant. Okay. People are familiar with a G clap and a C clap.
1: This is so interesting. So this is very interesting. A lot of people feel like they can't be connected.
0: Okay. Yes.
1: So a lot of people think that they can't be connected um, when they're not feeling well or when they feel down or when they feel like somebody's sucking their energy or whatever it is. She's saying it doesn't matter. You can still have that environment, but still be able to play and have fun and be connected. Know that you're always connected, even if you feel like playing a lower note. It's all all music. It's all the same.
0: It's all the same, and it's all music. And I just want to clarify that you just said we're always tethered. And so if you look at music and if you look at octaves, what octaves mean. So if you're playing a G note way low on the piano, and you play the G note an octave higher and an octave higher. All of those vibrations are the same, but at a different frequency, okay? A little bit higher rate. And so the idea is that when I'm speaking, there's multiple tones within my voice that people on the flip side who might be listening at a range way high can actually hear what I'm saying and and focus on it. So it's almost like an echo of an echo of an echo of an echo. So you can always converse with people on the other side because your voice, your thoughts, Your emotions are always connected to them.
1: Your heart is the centerpiece, the calling card. So it was interesting. I went with Chris Mackerer as well as um, this woman named Chinsia. Chinsia is this beautiful singer, um, and she can speak Italian and she can speak French. And she just she has an. And when I talked to her about Prince, and well, Prince popped up in my head. I told her how Prince talked about frequencies. He's one of the first ones to bring up frequencies. And she's like, "That's brilliant." I'm like, she just, it just ding, 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 ding. And then she said, she goes, Jennifer, everything is a song to me. Every movement, every, you know, encounter, everything can become a song. And she's like, and there's no bad songs. And so that's also something that, you know, and it was just so, you know, when I did my Wine and Spirits and I read everybody, she would just play her guitar and sing afterwards. And it was heaven. It oh. was so amazing.
0: And we've all had that experience uh, listening to music where it resonates on some level. It might be a memory. I was looking at the trailer for West Side Story today and remembering how I saw that movie when it came out when I was a little kid. And then I saw it on Broadway. And I remember tearing up and being upset over the story, even though I've seen it a bunch of times, million times. I know it's going to happen, but it's the resonance of the frequency. So, Will Shakespeare wrote the story. So, that story has continued on resonance of tragedy and love and compassion and passion and losing and loss, all those things. And it's almost like we come, we go to the theater to recall why we chose to be on the planet. Those frequencies that we've done before, that we recognize on a stage or in a film. And mm-hmm. then it brings out the emotion Us music is the same way. So if you're listening to a song that you used to sing when you were a child, mm-hmm. you're right there in that resonant frequency of mom, dad, family, happy, joy, that sort of thing.
1: I'm hit, every time I hear a loud playing, I still freak out. It's the weirdest thing when <laughs> I hear something. That's really? Happening.
0: Oh, yeah. Well, that's because you were a pilot in a previous lifetime.
1: Okay, we don't need to talk about that. We don't need
0: going. to talk about that. <laughs> I'm kidding. All right, sorry. All right. So, Lou, back to you, my dear. Is there anybody you wanted to speak with or bring forward or talk to?
1: She's saying thank you and I love you. You.
0: Very nice. Very sweet.
1: Um, she says we have a good gig, you and I it is it's an unusual game but thank god for sherry to my wife my yeah. wife
0: who who we luana laugh. met who luana met and and looked at me and said she's an angel don't lose her she
1: is when she's when she talks how did she know i listen <laughs> because she gets these things that come in and it's just so by the so way difficult. and
0: sherry is a skeptic so you know i'm i, I cannot talk about our podcast with her In shorthand, I can't say, "Oh, we talked to so and so today," because her mind goes, but if I talk to her about the content, helping somebody or somebody, you know, who needed help, and we were able to help, you know, show the path, that she completely understands. Yeah, down with. And she
1: still likes me, I think, which is No,
0: she's a huge fan of you, but she's not a huge fan of me. Let's just put it that way. But. But Luana, and so this idea, okay, so this, I, I just wanna reiterate, I we're here talking to my old pal who passed away in 96, who helps us. And the idea that it's unusual for us to be doing so, obviously, um, it. but the point is, is that anyone can do it. And the trick is, the trick, if there is one, is to open the door to the possibility that you can converse with people no longer on the planet, as you see, right. Jennifer has just appeared back on the planet. I did. Where, where did you go?
1: I went to go put my plug my computer in. It's just oh
0: okay, computer. all right, very good. We can't lose you. We can't lose you and the computer at the same time.
1: I know.
0: Um, so, Lou, in terms of Lou, in terms of frequency, yes, in terms of carrying forward phobias, which is how we started this conversation, carrying forward, like your son remembering falling, uh, you know, and freezing. There we go. Uh, So are those things sort of, and can we reverse them by accessing them? I mean, how do we get out of the phobias?
1: So she just showed me how so many kids have like ADD and ODD and whatever else you want to label it, but she said, They can remember bits and pieces, but they it doesn't stick. Like the stuff that he told me, he wouldn't remember. It comes through just like my whole thank you. It comes through just like my whole day at work. So like the first two minutes of the day, you know, when you wake up, I explain to people, I'm like, please don't take it personally when I can't remember. It's the first two minutes when you wake up is my whole day at work. (laughs) It comes through gone. Thank goodness we record this. And then you document it because I wouldn't remember it. And there's so many great nuggets that I get reminded of later. Um, Hold on one second. It's it's better if we're able, you know, if we have something that we know we don't feel is right, whether it's a relationship, whether it's uh, an allergy or something wrong with us, or, you know, mentally, physically. It should be looked into to see, well, where is this coming from?
0: Where is this coming from? And now, Luana, you were a Buddhist. You did a lot of meditation. Right.
1: And she just showed me that. Hold on one more second. Sure. Like, I got a headache last week. I was in the shower and I got a headache. I'm like, wait a second. At least now I know. You know, I could have thought, did I I do all my stops like a little kid? Did I drink enough water to do this? And I'm like, who does this belong to? Who does this belong to? I said it three times in the same. My daughter kept popping into my head. And so I called her up. I said, Blakey I feel like you have a headache you need to drink more water you're very dehydrated and sure enough she was she's like thank you so much for telling me because i am so thirsty and i have a headache but it's things like that like oh. so even when you have like even when you have an ailment or you're starting to feel bad or you feel like why am i feeling this way do the check say it three times with you never have to say it out loud like who does this belong to who does this belong to
0: <laughs> this is your cappuccino ma'am yeah, you keep asking me who this belongs to. Oh, sorry.
1: Exactly. I'm just, they reminded me of that. They put that in my head to remind me.
0: That's a great example. And so how does that mechanism work, Lou? I mean, her daughter has a headache. Who's sending the message? Is it the daughter or is it Jennifer's higher self? Or is it- Whoever's someone?
1: in your energy field. So if you, you know, I have friends that are in my energy field, even if I haven't seen them in a year, they're still very close to me and I can feel certain things from them, but a lot of times we just, you know, I have a practice to get, a, get away, but a lot of people have, take it on and that they're empaths, they're feeling more than ever. You know, when you're empathetic, you feel things you might not understand that it's not you, it actually is someone else, and, that, um, and then not to tag it to something that's going wrong in your day.
0: Luana, I'm gonna ask you a question, give me the answer and then I'll explain what this means is this related to quantum entanglement? Yes. Okay. And the reason and, I could say- like
1: he, She's showing me, which I'm sure it means something else. So like the 10th degree.
0: To the 10th degree. And you mean times 10 or like in another realm almost degree? Like super- All the, super.
1: Other, all the other realms degree.
0: All the other realms. Okay. And now uh, let me just break this down for a second. I've noticed in casual research, not in scientific research, Uh, identical twins feel the same thing. They have phantom experiences. One breaks a leg and the other one experiences it. Uh, I know my father, when his brother fell down a flight of stairs, my dad fell down a flight of stairs, like at the same moment. It was almost like, you know, they were both pushed or. My daughter,
1: my daughter had a seizure. I was in the grocery store parking lot and I couldn't breathe. All of a sudden I felt like I was having a heart attack. I actually felt like I was having a heart attack. And at the same exact moment, my daughter lost consciousness.
0: so, okay. I'm sorry to hear that, but, but I, I just want to point out that
1: she's really young,
0: but I yeah. also want to point out, this is related to quantum entanglement, quantum entanglement, meaning when uh, you have two photons that are created in the same space, one, you can put it in the deep space, but if you irritate or change it, that one reacts no matter where it is simultaneously, not a message simultaneously in the field. So when Luana right. says, what we're talking about is related to quantum entanglement times 10 or to the 10th degree, all those 10 levels, that would mean, so that's how it is that you can have a dream about somebody and then they call you on the phone. You can have a a, a bad feeling about someone and then they turn out to be the creep that you thought they were. That's also why you meet somebody and you know, feel like you've known them forever and you have known them forever. Right. So, But this is something that hasn't been studied, hasn't been looked at, but this is what we're looking at. Quantum entanglement of conscious behavior of how people interact with each other, as well as how it occurs on the flip side, meaning that's not going to change.
1: She also brought a very good point across. So when I felt my daughter, she showed me how when I knew it was her and after I talked to her, I sent her healing. So it's something that is interchangeable. So I felt it. And by giving her healing, wow. you know, and trying to help her with it, it, it took it away from me completely and it helped her and made it like, and so that's another part of entanglement.
0: And as well as just the thing that we just mentioned, it, meditation, med means meditation measure. The,
1: power, the power of prayer for people that
0: meditation means yeah, to measure in Latin. And so, It's been shown scientifically, the Tonglin meditation by Richard Davidson of Wisconsin. That can cure depression. But what is the meditation? Where you picture someone that you know and love is not well, and you heal them by channeling, calling upon the healing light of the universe, and you shift it into them. You give and take. That's what Tonglin means. You pull out the illness, you turn it into healed light, and you shift it back. And many... So I was just going to say, again, this is a, right along the lines of quantum mechanics in right. terms of accessing somebody, healing them with your mind. Now, they won't always heal. Maybe they, they've if, got, that was part of their
1: life. So like the Mormons believe in tithing. Stay with me. So you give okay. 10%. I, I donate all my time to law enforcement and families that have missing children, which is about 20% of my work, sometimes 30. Um, People... like back to like manifesting you can't get you can't receive what you don't put out there it you have to match the energies so if you're helping people or if you are not to a detriment not to where you're sacrificing yourself but if you're helping other people and you're helping the planet that comes back to you
0: wow that's very interesting first and, time i've ever heard tithing used in a sentence that makes complete and logical sense to me Put 10% of your energy, maybe 20, maybe 30, to helping someone selflessly with no reward. Just give something to somebody with no reward. I was walking down the streets in Boulder the other day and, and I stopped in a Tibet shop and I'm talking to the owner and this guy said, look, everything in my shop, I try to imbue with a certain feeling of love, of unconditional love. I was like, well, that's great. And I got a few things. And as I walked out, Everybody that I saw, you know, guys on the street who needed some, I just had to stop and say, listen, you know, I was in this shop and I just wanted to say, here's five bucks and maybe this will help you today. I don't know, but I, but I'm just putting it out and I'm thinking, where did this come from? It came from the shop from talking to this guy about sharing uh, for no reason, just because you can.
1: Sharing for no reason because you can.
0: Very good. Lou, you were a Buddhist, I know. I know you gotta go. One last little Buddhist thought uh, in terms of meditation, Lou. Anything you wanna say about that?
1: She's just listening. She showed me, she's waiting for them to go by. Hold on. (laughs) Sound check. Don't get caught up on the how. You can meditate when you run, Because people that get caught up on the how, don't do it. So eventually, you'll want to do it the right way or whatever right way's for you, but don't get caught up on the how. Just start, whether it's just eating where you're eating and you're just focusing on every bite. You know, you're eating with intention or you're eating you know, with gratitude, being grateful. Anything that you could do to stop the loop in your head. The Constant Loop.
0: What more can we ask from the flip side than to give us such beautiful, direct, insightful information on how to change your life? And Hacking change. the Afterlife. That's why we call it this podcast. She just gave us a wonderful life hack. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, Jennifer. We appreciate your talents. We love you, and we'll catch you on the flip Bye. side love love this has been hacking the afterlife podcast for more information jennifershafer.com richmartini.com or martinizone.com to watch the film hacking the afterlife go to gaia.com via amazon prime